Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Amen. If you could turn with me to Daniel chapter uh, 3. verse 16. Again, I give honor to Pastor Crispin and his family. Uh, I give honor to my wife here this morning as well for putting up with me every day. And uh, no, she's a very special lady. I'm glad God has put her in my life. Amen. The Bible says in chapter 3 of Daniel, verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, And Abednego answered and said unto the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. By that response, the king got mad, angry. He says, I want you to turn that fire up seven times hotter than we usually have it. And it goes on to jump down to verse 22. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, The flame of fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You can't put your hand on God's anointed, amen? You can't touch what God has set and ordained in this end time, in this generation. We first got to understand and realize in our mind that I am a part of a chosen generation, a a separate, peculiar people. I, I am his, I am his delight, and he has called me for such a time as this. And those men burn. And those three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down abound in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and rose in haste. And he spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast these three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. And he answered and says, Lo, I see four men. Oh, I see four men loose walking in the midst of fire, walking in the midst of something that the enemy thought they had him trapped in and thought that he was done and his end was written. But I come to tell you that they were walking and what seemed to destroy them. They were walking in something that all odds and stats were against them. It's because the hand of God is on our lives here today. Having no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. I want to preach to you a little subject called Enduring Dark Times. Enduring Dark Times. The Holy Ghost has dealt with me for the past two weeks about this service. And more particular, the last two days. And um, I feel like God's going to help us here today. And I need your help here today. Amen. You going to preach with me here this morning? Praise God. Amen. Let's clap our hands one more time and you may be seated. Jesus name you may be seated 
Anybody afraid of the dark here today? I'll be the first. I am afraid of the dark. I mean, I'm not talking about a dim dark. I mean, it's dark where you can't even see the hand in front of your face. I mean, dark. Um, the dark is, is, is scary at times, especially when you're isolated and you're alone. It's something that not very many people like experiencing. I know growing up as a kid, my, you know, we lived in a little duplex for a majority of my life, and my brother and I had to share just about everything and anything, and we shared a room. Well, when I turned, uh, Brother Matt Christman, when I turned about 12, I got my own room down in the basement. Praise God. It's nice and cool, and uh, my mom said growing up when I, well, not growing up, when I was a baby, she put me on top of the washer and dryer just so I could go to bed. <laughs> I just, and when I went down there, it just, when the furnace kicked on or the washer and dryer started rumbling, it just put me to sleep and ooze, and I just, I just went and took a nap, you know, growing up. But it was nice and cool, but it, there was times during, especially winter, in the days where I was just hanging out in my bedroom after school, that the lights would be off and I'm there watching TV or watching something or playing with my action figures. I don't know what I was doing at the time, but I was doing something. All of a sudden, I just see something creepy, disgusting, run across that concrete wall on the side and just go in a little crack or behind a picture or behind a clock. And I was like, what's that? It just freaked you out. Anyone have that before? I mean, just today, this morning, I mean, I don't know if God was trying to confirm the message or what, but I go to the bathroom, I see one of those caterpillar or whatever those monster alien things are on top of the ceiling, and it was big. I mean, its arms had stripes on it even, long antennas, about 12 inches long, and that thing's like staring right at me. Any, any, anybody been there before? I mean, creep me out. I said to myself, if Ray... If Rachel saw this right now, she'd pee herself. <laughs> so I took that fly swatter, and man, guts went everywhere. <laughs> Just splattered it. I'm sorry if that offended you. But, uh, I mean, when you turn the light on in a dark place, it starts to show everything. It starts to show things that have been hidden, things that have been unnoticed, and it's just been there. That's... That's how uh, God has placed us in these times. That he said, you shall be the light unto this world. That you shall be the salt to this world. He said, how can you witness and how can your light shine forth if it be under something and if be, uh, uh, it, it be under something? And, and how can you uh, be effective and how can, you, uh, set, uh, how can you set a difference if your salt is just loses its, uh, it loses its element, it loses its component? I, t I tell you how is if we give in to the culture and we give in to the world systems and what, what the news is saying on a day-to-day -day basis. And what the government is trying to teach our children in schools. If we give in to the pressure of this world, we lose the purpose of why we're on this planet in the first place. But I'm preaching to a church this morning. This very Sunday morning, I wish somebody stand at her feet and say, I'm not going to bow down to the image of this world. It don't matter how dark it may seem or how wicked the world may be. I'm going to live holy and I'm going to live righteously and I'm going to obey the word of God. We live in dark times. 
Paul says that they shall be haters of God, lovers of themselves. They, they shall not want to do anything with holiness and righteousness. And I don't mean to be political here today, and I don't plan on doing so. But if you watch the news lately that they're teaching, school, uh, teaching kids uh, how to perform act, uh, sexual deeds and teaching them things that's premature and things that they shouldn't even be acknowledging at the age that they are. I mean, children all the way down to kindergarten. We live in wicked times here today. If you are, I don't know if you've been under a rock or not, but you could just walk outside and people are on drugs and alcohol and medications because they can't stand another anxious day. They can't stand another depressed night. They can't stand the worry that this world is trying to put in them. But I believe that God is separated the people and God is still called those. They're on the bar stools. They're in the street corners. Those that are in the ghettos and the projects. God is still has the people in this end time. And I come to make up in my mind. I'm going to be a part of that generation. I'm going to live for God. And I'm going to do what God wants me to do. Pressure times. Dark times. Jesus even said, I'm going to follow the Holy Ghost here today. Jesus said, him that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. You can't run this race off of a confession. You can't make it through the finish line off of saying, I accept you, God, in my life. You can't make it in these dark times where wickedness is all around, where there's evil in the government. There's evil in our school system. There's evil in the neighborhoods. You can't live right for God. God, unless you're born again, unless you're converted in your mind. He said, by the renewing of your mind, that's the will of God, not a change in mind, but I want a brand new thought. I want a brand new speech. I want a brand new walk. I wish there'd be a witness here today that say, I want to be changed for God. I want to come out on the other side. I feel faith here today. I feel a renewing here today. I pray that God, by the end of this service, some of you, that your bowels be strengthened, that your feet be strengthened, that you say, you know what? I'm going to take the armor of God. I'm not going to sit here and be pushed in the corner and give in to the enemy or give in to the trials and the tribulations because the more we go, the stronger I get. The longer we go, the stronger I get. The more pressure, the more prayer. The the more trials, the more fasting. I've come to tell a living God church that you're going to make it here today. You're going to make it on the other side. Woo. Come on, clap your hands up to the Lord right now. I feel faith right now. You ain't going to die in your discretion. You ain't going to die in your dilemma. But you're going to make it. You're going to come out stronger than when you started. That's the power of God. It's the grace of God. Paul said it is sufficient. It doesn't lack 1%. It doesn't lack anything. But it's enough for you and I here today. Praise God. You may be seated. We see here in this time that it was the people of God, that God let them go in captivity. That God let Nebuchadnezzar take rule over the people of God. They chose the very elect of those Jews. 
them that have knowledge, them that have understanding, them that are very cunning with their hands and talented and hard workers, that he chose those people and tried to condition the minds of the people of God. You have to understand that we live in a very deception time, a time that there's deceit everywhere that people think that they're on their way to heaven but every action and fruit in their life uh, says contrary but we live in that time pastor chrisman that there is deception in the churches there's deception in everywhere you go that you don't know whether to believe this or to believe that what the enemy is doing he's trying to condition the mind of humanity he's trying to get you to believe a lie to live a lie to see a a lie, but I come to let you know that the word of God is gonna be like a sore thumb, it's gonna be like a joint, a toe out joint because it will not fall, it will not stand for what's going on in this world. The heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word shall stay, his word shall stand, his word shall prevail. It shall prevail. And if you get close to that word, you're going to prevail. If you get close to that altar, you're going to make it. It's going to come down to all we could do is pray and fast and preach. Pray, fast and witness. Pray, fast and do the will of God. That's all we needed from the beginning. And that's what's going to be the gas in the tank to make it to the other side. Praise God. It was these people. That were trying to be conditioned in their mind. He wanted them to eat the things he wanted eaten. He wanted them to drink the wine. He wanted them to say the certain things. They went through speech classes and foreign language classes. uh, And he tried to get them all on the same page. To be one language. To be one body language. To be one uh, speech together. But there was four Jews that day. There was three men that said uh, we're not going to give into the image that you've built we don't care if it's 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide that can be seen miles away but we're going to trust in what God has showed us has worked all along we're going to trust in the statues in the commandments of God and I come with a word from God for this church that we cannot falter in in these dark times in these trying times but we got to press a little further we got to push a little harder we've got to walk a little longer we got to preach a little longer. If they're out in the clubs, there's still more to preach. If they're out in the streets, there's still more prayers to pray. If you're all your family's still lost, you still got a purpose on this earth. It's crazy to think how the apostle said, be not weary in well-doing. Be not weary in well-doing. Do not faint. Uh, because if you faint, you shall not reap uh, what you sowed all those years. Uh, there's times where there's a spirit of slumber that comes on the church body. That comes on the pastor and the pastor's family. But we've got to be spiritually sensitive to know when that slumber has come. We've got to be mindful and aware of the times to know that this is trying times. Uh, that people are dying left and right. People are getting sick left and right. But we must realize I cannot afford and this world cannot afford for it to be a distraction. I'm not saying be not informed. Be informed. Know what's going on in the world. 
realize the signs and the times but we must not get distracted by those times we must not get distracted but we must set our face aflint we must set our bodies in position for revival week after week month after month year after year that's why when your pastor gets behind here and casts vision you should be the first one on your feet say pastor I believe in what you're saying man of God I believe that we're going to have revival I believe we're going to get a new building. I believe all souls in this city are going to be saved. But those three men, those three individuals set in their heart that I'm not going to bow to this image. I'm not going to bow and be of the herd that's going all one way. Jesus said, broad is the way. Narrows, I mean, it's everyone's going one direction. I don't care if I have to stick out in my job or stick out in my neighborhood or stick out even in the midst of the members of the church. But I'm going to live for God. I'm going to pray and fast. I'm going to live holy and righteous. I'm not going to gossip, but I'm going to live righteously. I'm not going to curse, but I'm going to talk godly. I'm going to do what God wants me to do do doesn't matter how hot the furnace gets it doesn't matter if it's turned up the flame inside of you is hotter the holy ghost and fire is stronger than the flames of this world Come on, somebody. That's why he took the prophet in the end time when there's drought for three years. Three years is a drought, and the man of God was placed by a creek, by a little brook, and God sustained him supernaturally. Matter of fact, he confounded all the nature laws, the laws of nature that day, and had scavengers feed him. And the same will happen to us here today. If we got to go move somewhere or go do something different, we're going to do it. But guess what? Until Jesus comes back, this church is going to be in revival. Until God himself comes back, I'm going to live godly and holy before God. I'm not going to let some dark season in my life deter my destiny in God. In Jesus' name. I was sitting on my bed, no, my bed, my couch, about a year and a half ago, a year, and uh, had some health issues going on in my life and I couldn't fix it couldn't seem know how to fix it uh just all kinds of confusion it, it you know you know what it's like you get in those dark times of your life and just all these thoughts come into your head and thoughts that you never thought before and and you start to believe lies that the enemy tries to plant in your spirit there's a reason why Paul said take on the helmet of salvation because if he can't take your health out he can't take your finances out he's going to take your faith out he's going to attack the very innermost part of your being something the foundation he's going to try to hit at that foundation of that castle or that building that you've built your relationship in God and he's going to keep hitting that that every day and every hour and every minute of the hour he's going to do so can I tell you newsflash that the devil takes no days off 
He does not take a day off. He's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Just like Cain, he's going to crouch down before there's a, and see just one tiny window and a weak moment in your life. And he's going to pounce on you. That's why it's very urgent that we are aware of the times uh, and that we're strong in the Lord in this day and age. Sit on that couch. Can't remember if it was early morning or late at night. I was depressed. I was discouraged. My emotions were everywhere. My spirit was everywhere. My spirit, like the Bible says, like it was without walls. I mean, anything and everything was welcome, and it took resident in my house. And I sat there confused and wondering. And Pastor Christman, I begin to seek God. And that's the only solution I knew to fix anything in my life. Prayer, there's power in prayer here today. There's nothing like prayer. If you're not praying, you're not breathing. If you're not seeking God, I don't know what you're doing. You're just living life in jeopardy. But that's why Paul said, why live in jeopardy? But we must die daily. We must die to this flesh of ours because there's two enemies you're going to face. It's your flesh and it's the enemy. And I'm sitting there asking God to deliver me and God to help me. And I'm seeking him by myself in the living room of that apartment. And I was praying and seeking God. And I turned to my Bible, to Psalms 91. And it says, he that dwelt in a secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And the Holy Ghost quickened me. And it says, don't confuse the darkness of this world with my shadow. All along, you think you're dying and you think that everything's against you and you're still praying and you're still showing up in church. Can I tell you, that's victory in itself because if the devil can get you to falter in your own trial and your own mess and your own struggle, he would a long time ago. But if you put another suit on, another dress on and put your heels on and you still have hands lifted and you still have a shout in your tongue and you still have a dance in your feet, guess what? You're in a position of victory and don't let the enemy lie to you otherwise. Under the shadow of the Almighty. It's dim and it's dark, but it's not the darkness of the enemy. It may be dim and it may be not the same season. Or you may not be drinking the same thing or eating of the, the cluster of grapes, if I should say. You may not be having a bunch of money in the bank. You may be surviving check by check. Uh, everything may be different. You may be battling with grief. But can I tell you, where's your secret place? Uh, because it's in that secret place in these dark times that you you're going to endure the times. you got to find that secret place. Whether it's in the altar on a Sunday morning or a Tuesday morning or Tuesday night. Whether it's in your closet in your bedroom. On the couch in the living room. On the bed in the bedroom. Wherever it may be. It's in that secret place that I'm going to endure. It's in that secret place that I'm going to thrive. It's in that secret place that gives me authority and power. Lift your hands right now. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Something's got to break in this service. Come on, saints of God. I need every intercessor to begin to speak in tongues right now. We will not falter. We will not bow. We will not give in. 
we will press forward. We will do the will of God. We will see revival. We will not give in to a season of slumber. We will not give in to a season of trials in our life. But we will thrive in the Lord. Oh, Lord. Come on, keep praying right now. Jesus name. Jesus name. I'm reminded of the prophet of Micah. I'm reminded of this man of God. He had the unfortunate, if I should say in some ways, privilege of declaring judgment on the north and southern parts of the kingdom of God. He, he proclaimed judgment because of the idols in their lives, because of the disobedience amongst them, and because of all the chaos and wickedness that God never intended or designed for them to live in. But it was this man that says that you can't even trust in chapter 7 your father or your daughter because they rise against each other. That daughter-in-law would rise against mother-in-law. That he says, watch what you say, pretty much because they're going to take it. And everybody is a briar in the, and their, their tongues are sharpened. That it's in that day that everyone's against everybody. Everyone is consumed with greed. Everyone is a lover of themselves. And nobody wants to help nobody. But it was that prophet that say in the midst of dark times he made a declaration to himself and to the land he was living in. He said rejoice not against me. Oh my enemies for when I fall I shall arise. When I sit in darkness the Lord will be a light unto me. you got to put your chest forward and say, I'm going to live for God. I'm not going to give in to this, and I'm not going to fall in my mess. If I stumble, I'm going to be like a just man, and I'm going to get back up. If I say something I shouldn't, I'm going to get back up here today. you got to have a self-declaration. There's got to be a decree that comes from your spirit. I see turmoil and I see chaos, but pastor, I'm right behind you because we're going to see it happen in this city. Because guess what? It, it could be possible. We don't see death. And guess what? That means we are the final generation that he has chosen. And the Lord saves the best for last. And I'm part of the best. And I'm going to do the best. And I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be godly than I've ever been. I'm going to be holier than I've ever been. I'm going to be consecrated. More than I've ever been. I don't like being around people. that stay the same Christian year after year. I want to be around people. That have convictions. It may not be written in that word. But I'm talking about tailored convictions. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost quickening you. When you're watching a video. And it says no turn it off. It may seem right. And it may seem good. But it's causing chaos in your home. It's causing division in your home. It's causing division between you and your pastor. I come to tell you. You've got to shut it off. And you've got to get on your knees. And begin to seek God. Because that's what victory is. That's going to help you endure in dark times. tell you something I was watching some workout video not wrong with working out right nothing 
Now, don't let it consume you. But I was working out in my house. Have been for the last year and a half. Had some workout video. In my mind, I was justifying. Justifying, you know. Uh, it's a bunch of guys, a bunch of women. And, uh, and there's nothing wrong. No cursing, no nothing. Barely paying attention to it because I could barely catch my breath throughout the whole thing. Okay? So I'm over there sweating on the mat in the house. And I can't even hardly pay attention to it. But I can't tell you over a course of three to four weeks, my spirit was troubled. It was troubled. Something was wrong. And I hope I'm helping someone here in the Holy Ghost. Something was just wrong. You guys, my wife, my emotions were like a roller coaster. Very irritable. Anger, just like that. Calm one minute, mad the next. I mean, just something was off. Something was wrong in my heart. I mean, I had my own pastor call me a couple times. He says, you've been on my mind. Had my own men of God pull me aside in the hallway and says, what you've been watching? What have you been listening to? I want to know it all. I'm your pastor. You should tell me. My, innoc uh, my innocence and just ignorant to the fact of what was going on, I didn't admit to anything. I was being honest. I want to lie to my man of God. I, I want to be right with him and God. And I just told him, I said, uh, nothing really. And he says, well, it may be an attack on you. And he just kept counseling just for a short moment. And then I was in service one morning. And God convicted me of that workout video. Wondering why. Let me stop here and say, if God gives you conviction, drop it now. He doesn't need to explain why. You'll understand why later. Delay. Week after week. Day after day. Blow up after blow up. Attitude problem after attitude problem. Until I finally gave in. The moment I stopped watching the video is the moment I had a breakthrough in prayer. The more things I desired of God. Less of that and more of Jesus. And can I tell you, the Lord revealed to me later why. He says the one that's running that program on there is a homosexual and his partner was in the videos. That spirit imparted itself into my atmosphere. You see, we think we can live casual, casually for God. We can't. That there's, there's spirits out there that you can't see that's waiting and, and, and patiently waiting to destroy you, your faith, and your family. Didn't understand why, but that spirit entered my house and I let it entertain, I entertained it in my own domain. But there's got to be somebody that's sensitive enough that says, not in my house, and we will not abide to those idols or give in to those things. Because guess what? You have the authority and the power to say no. I'll say it again. You have the authority and the power to say no. Not here, not now, not never. We're going to be like Joshua says. We are going to serve the Lord. I don't care what modern Christianity says. I'm going to serve God according to the word of God. Given in to dark times. 
giving in to weak moments. You're not weak. You're just weary. But be careful what you do in weary seasons. Because, see, in seasons of suffering, God teaches us things. He teaches us things while we're in the midst of deserts, while we're in the midst of valleys, or while we're in the midst of darkness. If it wasn't for darkness in the Apostle Paul's life, we would have no epistles to read. If it wasn't for the stripes on Jesus' back, we would have no healing. You have to go through the valleys. You have to go through the dark times. But if you set your foot strong and say, I'm going to endure to the end. If God helps me, I'm going to make it. Music can come right now. Lift your hands one more time towards God. You've got to endure, saint of God. You can't give in the weak seasons or weak moments in your life. You can't give and fold in those moments of trials and tribulations. But you've got to stand strong. It was God with me in those times when no one was. And I'm going to stick it through with God. I'm going to serve God even harder. I'm going to come to church even more. I'm going to be faithful to God. It's in those dark times that God bursts the ministry. It's in those trying times that God does something to you and you get stronger. In this world and the nature that we live in, if you start a cross-country race, you're going to be gassed. You're going to be weary. You're going to be tired by the time you finish that finish line. But can I tell you, in God's kingdom, you get stronger and stronger. You get more fervent and fervent. You get more fire on God than you ever have. But you have to make up in your mind. I don't care. I don't know what walk of God you're in. If you just started coming six months ago or you've been in this for 60 plus years, there's got to be a decree in your spirit, in your mind that I'm going to serve God. I am going to make it to heaven and I'm going to bring all those that God has placed in my life. I'm going to reach for all those that God has around me. I'm going to preach on the rooftops. I'm going to do the will of God at all cost. At all cost. At all cost. All cost. You got to endure here today. I got so one simple word. You can't bow down to the images in this world. You can't fall at the things of your mess ups and your mistakes. The prophet even said, when I fall, he already knew that there was going to be in a moment in his life that he was going to fall. But he was not going to give in to that time or season. But he made up in his heart that I'm going to get back up again. And there's got to be somebody that says, honey, I don't care if I fall or if I mess up. Babe, I don't care if we miss one service, but I'm going to come another one. I'm going to get up and say the name of the Lord. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to lift my hands to worship and praise. I'm going to do the will of God. I'm going to do the will of God if we could all stand here today. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. 
Oh God, you're not weak, but you're weary here today. I've come to tell someone in the Holy Ghost, you're not weak, but you're weary. And don't give into that weary season. Don't give into that trying circumstance. Don't give in church. God has got a great revival for Cambridge. But it's going to take a people of God that says, I'm going to endure with my pastor. I'm going to endure with this church. I'm going to endure with my brother and sister. I'm going to endure no matter how dark it gets. How dark it gets. You'll get a prayer life out of these times. When I was in college, I went through chaos. Chaos no one knew about. Family issues. Financial issues. All I do is I want to live for God. I want to do the will of God, Brother Christian. I want to live for God. I didn't want the life of my family. I didn't want to fall into those things. I said to myself, I knew it's hard. But I've got a prayer life out of those seasons in my life. I've got a grit about me now because of those seasons. And you think that you're in dark times of destruction. No, honey, you got it all wrong. You're under the shadow of the Almighty. You're in God's hands. You're in God's provision. You're in God's protection. He's just wanting you to endure for a little while. I remember my mother having a stroke in her mid-40s two years ago. Got a phone call while I was at the hospital working. Drove as fast as I could in Maslin. My emotions were everywhere. My mind was everywhere. Went to that hospital bed. Laid at her bedside and began to cry. To see a woman in my life. One of the strongest women in my life. Become weak. She was weak, Brother Luke. She was weak. The Lord's dealing with her. I just want you to focus here today. She was weak. He took her to my grandmother's house and she was in the bedroom. And in that bedroom, my wife wakes me up at three, four o'clock in the morning. And when she wakes, when she when she wakes me up, she says, Honey, go to the bedroom, check on your mother. You were there, you remember. I ran there and I seen my mother shiver on that bed. Almost like seizure-like. I, I didn't walk to that bed. I ran and jumped on that bed. That was my mama. I was afraid and fearful. It was dark. Dark times. I ran on that bed. And my mom's speech was messed up from the stroke. She said, I don't want to. I didn't sit there and do anything. I began to sing in my dark time. Like the psalmist said. I began to sing about Jesus. Call on the name of Jesus. I began to call and begin to sing. And my mother joined me as she began to sing. And the peace of God came in the midst of my dark season. Supernatural peace. 
So supernatural the doctors can't explain why you're off medication. So powerful that everyone around you is amazed and they know if it wasn't for God, they would not be standing. To this day, she's fine and there's nothing wrong working a full-time job. To stand, it says in Ephesians, putting on the armor of God. It's in these dark times that warriors are birthed. That there's a generation that rises up and says, we're not going to give in to the times. We're not going to give in to the personal issues. But I'm going to live for God and I will make a difference. And I wonder if there's anybody in this service here today that wants to run down to this altar and says, I'm going to stand even if it's hard to stand. I'm going to pray even if it's hard to pray. Come on right now. God is about to minister to you here today. We're going to make it in these dark times. We're going to make it in these dark times. Come on, I want you to pour your life out to God right now. I want you to pour out your spirit to God right now. God is about to supernaturally give strength to those that need it. He's going to give provision to those that need it. You're going to make it. Your family's going to make it. Your child's going to come back home. Your baby's going to come back home. You're going to live for God. You may not be perfect. God didn't call you to be perfect. God called you to depend on his grace. Oh, he's nigh to a broken heart. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. And he'll renew your strength.
Come on, I need family praying with family. Come on, I need some saints of God laying hands on those that are struggling, those that are weary. God is bringing healing to your spirit. God is bringing healing to your walk with him. Come on, I need somebody to intercede right now. I need someone to call and lift your voice to the God right now. There is God, the hand of God's on the service, and the hand of God is mending hearts today. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.